welcome to The Star's Turn, Cosmos and Cards. I'm your host, Jay. You guys, the Scorpio season. We did it. We made it, babes. We made it to Scorpio season. I know. I'm highly biased. I hope I don't alienate other signs, but I cannot help but love you know, my Scorpio sun and my Scorpio rising and my Scorpio Pluto, I love my sign. And I love all the other signs too, but I just love my sign that much more. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. Anyways, we're here. We are in Scorpio season. Happy Scorpio season. I am so excited to get into all of this. We have a lot to talk about. I feel like I say that every single time, but I've got notes. I have got notes on notes on notes. So let's do this. It is Scorpio season. What does that mean? Scorpio season or, you know, anytime we say it's Scorpio season or it's Libra season or it's Pisces season, that means that the sun is moving through that zodiac sign. That's what makes it Scorpio season is that the sun is now moving through the part of the sky that we you know, associate with or that we allotted to Scorpio. So the sun will enter the sign of Scorpio on October 23rd, and it will stay there at least this year in 2022 until November 22nd. Now, I do want to say this. This is maybe not going to be the easiest Scorpio season ever. And I think a lot of people struggle with Scorpio season themes in general because it is about kind of getting into the muck, getting into the dirt. There's shadow work involved. There is uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable emotions. Scorpio is very penetrating. It wants to get to the root of everything. It does not shy away from turning over every rock until it figures out what is going on, what is the truth, and it can be really intense in that way. And so if you're not really, if you don't vibe with that energy for most of the year, Scorpio season can be tricky. And this year, it's going to be even trickier. So buckle the fuck up, okay? Because there is also a South Node co-presence. So for any of you that have been, that do follow astrology or have been, you know, learning more about it lately, whatever, the South Node has been in Scorpio since January of 2022. And wherever the nodes go, so the north node is over in Taurus, the south node is in Scorpio, and these are the nodes of the moon. And wherever these nodes go, they bring about eclipse season. So eclipse season this year, right now, is during Taurus season and during Scorpio season because it's, it kind of has to do with the proximity of the sun to the moon's node. So just as I said that Scorpio season is when the sun moves into Scorpio the sun getting closer to a node indicates that we're about to hit eclipse season. So we've got the south node also in Scorpio, which means we are going to have an eclipse. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Of course, the ruler of Scorpio is Mars, which is super close to its retrograde. It's in the retro shade right now and moving super slow. So Scorpio's ruler is kind of, you know, dealing with some difficulties, not even kind of, it's absolutely dealing with some difficulties. And there's even more pressure on fixed signs. And anytime we are in a fixed sign season, so that is Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, 
there are some difficulties happening there as well because we have Saturn down in Aquarius. So that means anytime planets move through Scorpio, they are going to be squaring off with Saturn. And I know if you've been listening, you know that squares are difficult. They cause tension. And anytime planets move through Scorpio while Uranus is over in Taurus, that means we're going to have an opposition with Uranus. And oppositions can also be very tricky energies as well. But on a lighter note, Jupiter, while it's in its retrograde, will be moving back into Pisces on October 28th. And that's kind of a little bit of a relief because that means that Jupiter is no longer being ruled by Mars in Aries. It is coming back into the sign of its rulership. And even though it is retrograde, it still has a lot more power because it's back at home and it's in a very helpful sign-based trine aspect with all of the planets moving through Scorpio. So I think that is going to be a little bit supportive, a little bit of a bright spot. And we also have Halloween and Samhain in Scorpio season, right? And during Scorpio season, the veil is already super thin. So once we get to Samhain, it's like paper thin. It's like tissue paper. And also on Samhain this year, on Halloween, we have the moon conjunct Pluto, which I mean, that I think offers up the opportunity for incredibly profound readings or ancestor work. Like Pluto brings things to the surface and sometimes those things are buried because they're uncomfortable or like taboo, but there's a reason that they get unearthed. And I think especially when we're dealing with like tarot readings or psychic readings or doing ancestor work, that stuff being brought to the surface is super helpful. So let's talk about Scorpio. For whatever reason, the first thing I wrote is that Scorpio is a very secretive and private energy, which is true. So we may find that we have this desire to keep certain things just for ourselves during Scorpio season, which is totally fine. Scorpio is an energy that kind of sits back, like pays attention to what's going on, tries to collect all of the information and really like ruminate on it. I know a lot of signs think that they're really good at keeping receipts, but it's definitely a Scorpio thing. And that's also because trust and loyalty are really big Scorpio themes. You've probably seen a meme go around or a joke being shared that like once you are in Scorpio's circle, you are there probably for life, except if you fuck around. Because if you fuck around, you're done. Okay, maybe that's not 100% true. It might be an exaggeration, especially for us Scorpios that are working on, you know, extending loyalty and trust in different ways and trying to work with where other people are at. But I can tell you that, you know, being trustworthy and being loyal are really high up there on the things that make you a good friend to us or make you attractive to us. So this is a great season for asking ourselves who is deserving of our trust and loyalty and to make sure that we're also showing up in the ways that are deserving of others extending their loyalty and trust for us. It's a two-way street and that is also difficult for Scorpio because we're very secretive, because we're very protective. We want to know everybody's secrets, but we don't want to tell any of our own. So we do need to, you know, make some adjustments there. Scorpio is also very strategic. It's a great time to think about why are we doing what we're doing? 
Are we going about things in the best way? Do we need to go back to the drawing board? Is there a better way of doing this? And of course, Scorpio season is a great time to connect with and honor the dead and our ancestors and for considering the big life themes of mortality and death and transition and transformation. It's a season when we can reflect on loss, no matter what kind of loss, and work towards making peace with those losses. We're going to see all of the connections with the death card, and I can't wait to dive into the death card because it is one of the tarot correspondences that I find to be the most on point and the most helpful. And I think I've evolved in that journey because I don't know that I always really fully saw it, but sitting down thinking about this season, it's like really come to me and and it feels so fitting. So Scorpio season is always a time of endings and letting go, right? And working with that energy of transformation and transition and and it's only going to be coming into even greater focus this year with the south node present because the south node is all about purging and emptying out. It tends to kind of symbolize some form of decrease or decluttering wherever it goes. So we're decluttering our lives, you know, whether that's internal or external. And it'll definitely be about purging emotions and about getting rid of stagnant emotional energy. And it could manifest as like literal decluttering, you know, um, I, back during eclipse season in May. So when we were in Taurus season and we had the, you know, the, the solar and lunar eclipse during that season, I was all of a sudden just going through cu- cupboards and drawers and piles of things and just like purging all of the things. And I'm going to talk more about that when we get to the eclipse in just a bit. And I guess I'll say here that if it, if at some point it feels like I'm repeating myself or kind of going over the same types of themes and all of that, it's because so much of Scorpio season is just like doubling down on the themes with Scorpio season already dealing with themes of like endings and letting go and then that being heightened with the south node co-presence but then you have Mars which is about to retrograde and so the idea of going back to the past and moving through things that we thought we had dealt with I mean that feels like a doubling down as well and then the cards that I'm going to talk about you know death and the five of cups and an eclipse that's near the south node, these are all within the same kind of umbrella of themes, like, or the same swamp of themes. So this is a like October 23rd to November 22nd is such a big invitation for us to be going through the tough stuff and dealing with it. And like I was I was just going to say and finally dealing with it. And what I mean by that isn't that we're going to be totally done healing by the time we get to November 22nd. No, healing is not linear. We might revisit these topics for years to come. But there is something about 
Scorpio season that really like almost screams to me there is something that has been unchecked, unacknowledged, that is finally going to come into your focus and you cannot look the fuck away. And I feel like I'm being so intense because I'm so excited. (laughs) And I do not mean to scare people at all. I think this is such, I think it's a gift that we're being given, honestly and truthfully. And like, is it going to be uncomfortable? Most likely. But what what a relief to get rid of some shit, right? Let's let's shed this emotional weight. Let's do it. And, you know, it's really there will be relational type issues that we're looking into. But this is a lot of self-work as well. Let's think about it. We're moving from an air sign with Libra season to a water sign in Scorpio season. So we're really coming inward. Like the focus is less on moving outward and socializing and being in a lot of connection. And it's about moving inward, being with that more trusted circle, going deep, slowing down. The focus is coming more into the body and into the emotions. We're not feeling as motivated by, you know, the, the networking type of connections. And now we're more motivated by connecting with others on a much deeper emotional level. And honestly, Scorpio in particular as a water sign really does not give a shit about small talk. It will do it if it has to. But as an energy, it's like, I, I don't know what we're doing here. Can we go deeper, please? Like, why are we hanging out on this surface when there is so much water we could be diving into? What's the point? Okay, so and that doesn't mean that we have to like all of a sudden bear our soul to every person we chat with during Scorpio season, but I think we can be more open. We can be more vulnerable. We can discuss something a little more personal than the current weather, right? We can also think about this shift in energy as we move from a cardinal sign to a fixed sign. So we're at the midway point of a season. We are rooted down. We might even feel slightly more stable, although that's probably more possible like last year during Scorpio season and next year during Scorpio season because Mars and the South Node will be in a much different condition. But still, fixed energy does often feel more stable. And if we think about fixed water, like in the suit of cups, it doesn't necessarily flow. It's fixed. It holds. It holds on to emotions and memories. And I think sometimes the absolute best invitation during Scorpio season is to have a good cry. Because what a release that is for all that we're holding on to. And maybe that's why, or maybe that's partly why, death is associated with Scorpio. Because a big lesson for Scorpio energy is to let go and release and shed. And from there, that's where the transformation piece comes in. Anytime we shed something, pain, outdated thinking patterns, people, behaviors, we become someone a little bit different from before. So let's talk about the death card then. And I should say that 
The tower is also associated with Scorpio because it is connected with Mars and Mars is the ruler of Scorpio, but I'm going to do an episode on the Mars retrograde. And so I think I'll go into the tower more on that episode. So death, you know, letting go, releasing, shedding, saying goodbye. It is possibly losing something that is, you know, near and dear. Although I think most tarot readers would agree that when the death card pops up, it doesn't often mean the actual death of someone, though it possibly could, but often it's a more internal type of death or an experiential type of death, if that makes sense. And I think sometimes the things we're actually being called to release have already decayed and died. Or they've become stagnant and just aren't serving us anymore. And we know that, even if it's somewhere deep down that we know that, but we know that. And what we're doing now is the emotional processing necessary in order to truly let it all go and leave it behind before we head into that new cycle. Because the death card is also about rebirth and transformation and a new cycle. But all of that is only possible when we surrender to the release process. We've talked about this before. In order to invite anything new in, we often have to make space, right? Which often means letting go of something else. And we do it all the time on much smaller scales without really even thinking about it. And I wonder if just when we, when it's in our face and it's like being like the attention is being called to it if that makes it harder, but we're making changes all the time. So maybe we can think about it that way. And I do want to say one of my absolute favorite connections with the death card is a quote from Twin Peaks. So everybody that plays the Twin Peaks drinking game with me can go ahead and take a drink because I mentioned Twin Peaks, but there is a quote that says, you know about death, it's just a change, not an end. And I love, I love, love, love recontextualizing the death card, Scorpio season, loss, all of it in this way. Because making peace with loss doesn't mean we forget about those losses. It just means that they take up space in a different way. And so when, when, when we lose something, when something goes away, it's still with us, but just in a different form. And when we make peace with it, they no longer hang so heavy within us. And they might even have a chance to transform into something that helps us as we move on. So perhaps if it is the loss of a loved one that we're thinking about, we gain a certain sense of empathy and understanding that we didn't have, that we couldn't have had until that experience. And that, in effect, helps us connect with other people on different levels. And so it's not that the loss of the loved one didn't hurt. And it's not that gaining that empathy or that understanding made it okay. But it is just a different way of understanding it. But maybe it's the loss of an outdated belief or thinking pattern. And without that in your way, taking up mental and emotional space, you have the freedom to explore new beliefs and new ways of thinking. 
And I did want to read a couple of quotes about the death card from two different tarot decks that I have. So the first is from the Outsider Tarot by Bobby Abate. And in his guidebook, he says, What may appear to be a frightening vision at first glance is truly a portal to the higher self. In the scene of death, one road ends as another one begins. Which I think is just, you know, saying in a different kind of way, it's just a change, not an end. And then from the Mystical Dream Tarot by Janet Piedilato. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll link to both of these decks in the show notes for sure. And in this deck, death is actually renamed Wise Fox, and it is such a beautiful card. And the little quote that I wanted to read from this book is, Fox sees and holds the truth within himself. He is mindful that many choose to escape his company, seeing only danger and downfall. Many fail to understand, missing both Fox's wisdom and his angelic nature, the communicator that brings messages from the depths. They do not see beyond the corruption and dissolution of what appears as an end. Perception is the enemy, not death. Oof. So I think, you know, we could then look at this as what if death is a card that says, let's reframe our approach. Let's try to shift from fearing change into embracing it. You know, what worlds could that lead us to? What new chapters could we open ourselves up to with this understanding? All right. So as I mentioned in the Sun and Venus episode, Venus is moving into Scorpio on the same day as the Sun. But it is moving a little bit faster than the Sun now, so it's not going to be there for all of Scorpio season, but it will be there for most of it. It's going to be there from October 23rd until November 16th. And Venus and Scorpio is all about deepening connections with others. Themes of loyalty and longevity will come up, this desire to really secure our emotional bonds. You know, we're no longer willing to shy away from the tough stuff in relationships. We have to work through the messy emotions and the uncomfortable issues. And that, in turn, will actually help strengthen the bonds that are meant to last. You know, have you ever had like a really difficult conversation with someone you love and you're so worried about it and you get in your head about it? but you finally do it and it's like you're just that much closer and that much more secure in the friendship, the partnership, the romantic bond, whatever, you know, in addressing those things, you become more intimate with each other because you share a part of yourself that's kind of vulnerable and hard to share, but it's strengthening. And if it's not, then like at least you know now that that person cannot be trusted and bye, bitch. Or whatever. Maybe it's like not so extreme, but it's better to know than to not. And of course, we're also in relationship with ourselves, right? So we're also addressing those themes within ourselves. We're bringing it all onto the surface and sorting through desires. And as with anywhere Venus goes, it does bring a sort of beauty to the Scorpio area of our charts. It has a beautifying effect on whatever relationships and topics are ruled by Scorpio in our charts, but I think we're also able to see a different side of what beauty is while Venus is here. 
you know, that there's beauty in the tough stuff or, or the darker or the muckier stuff, right? And I think that's because Venus is actually in exile while in Scorpio or detriment, depending on which languaging you like. But uh, that's because, you know, Venus is at home in Taurus and Taurus is the sign on the opposite end of the chart to Scorpio. So it is in its detriment, in its exile over in Scorpio. And so I think it challenges our beliefs around Venusian things, right? And it encourages us to look for different ways of being in relationship or different ways of perceiving beauty. So the next thing in Scorpio season is the partial solar eclipse happening at one degree of Scorpio on October 25th. And of course, happening in Scorpio, this is ruled by Mars, again, currently in its shadow phase and moving pretty slow. It's going to happen near the south node, which, as I said, is all about emptying out and purging. And Venus is still pretty close, so that adds a little bit of sweetness, but she's she is technically separating from the sun. So she's moving away. It might be a little bit different if she was moving towards the sun, but she is moving away. So that influence is um, decreasing. But let's touch on some basics about eclipses just in case any of you are unfamiliar. So as I said, eclipse season is based on how close the sun is to the moon's nodes. So the north node is in Taurus currently and in Taurus season we had eclipses and the south node is in Scorpio. So during Scorpio season we'll have eclipses. And this is technically a new moon. So a solar eclipse is a new moon. A lunar eclipse is a full moon. But it's not a typical new moon. And it won't be a typical full moon either. Because eclipses and eclipse season are a break in the typical lunar cycle rhythm. It's a break in that regular pattern. So it is not a great time for new moon intentions or regular rituals. I highly recommend not doing those things. The energy is too chaotic. The nodes are destabilizing and agitating. They are not conducive to our new moon and our full moon and even our just like regular lunar cycle rituals. And that can be frustrating, right? Because a break in the regular routine is frustrating. For a lot of people, what that break in the regular routine can maybe show us is how much we take certain things for granted or how much we really enjoy doing a certain thing. And when we get back to the regular rhythm, we know to show more gratitude for it and prioritize it. This break in the regular routine also means a kind of permissioning to try something different and see how it might fit into your life. Maybe our regular routines aren't working for us anyways. So we get to work with eclipses in different ways. And all eclipses are a little bit different because not every new moon eclipse will be near the south node. You know, for example, back in Taurus season, the new moon in Taurus was near the north node, but the new moon in Scorpio season will be near the south node. And so even though this is a new moon, the fact that it's happening so close to the south node means it's really not about beginnings. This is one where we're looking to the past, we are exploring unresolved emotional issues, and we are moving through discomfort. 
We are making space for the tough stuff. And like I said, it's kind of a doubling down or maybe even a peak point to the overall theme of Scorpio season. Another peak point will obviously be the lunar eclipse in November. And don't worry, we'll talk about that too. And for anyone who doesn't like to sit in the shit of emotions, this might be a little trickier to navigate. And I just invite you humbly really to just surrender to it as much as you possibly can. I want you to know that you're not being a downer. You're not being dramatic. You are not overreacting. You are prioritizing your healing. Even if you think you've worked through this shit before, healing is not linear. We're all on a spiral. And grief and tough emotions have this quote-unquote funny way of showing up at the weirdest fucking times. And they're not always welcome. And it can be the worst times when they show up. But honestly, if we just acknowledge them and move through them rather than trying to ignore and suppress them, we get through those little appearances, those little visits quicker, I think. And I really think this solar eclipse is because it's looking into the past, you know, again, Mars being so close to retrograde and the idea of retrogrades really being about retreading the same ground, rethinking, reevaluating, reconsidering. It feels like kind of a second chance or another chance to deal with shit from our past, like to really deal with it and get rid of it. And I want to wrap up this episode by talking about the five of cups. Now, in Scorpio season in general, we'll be working with the five, six, and seven of cups as the sun moves through the different parts of Scorpio. And of course, the first decan of Scorpio would be the five of cups. So that's where the sun and Venus will be as we begin the season. But that's also where the solar eclipse is going to take place because it's happening at one degree. And again, it's like, more doubling down, guys, because the Five of Cups is about feeling your feels. When I, when I used to do readings, when this card came up, I said, it's time to sit in the shit for a bit. This is a sign that it is not a time to rush the grieving process. And maybe it's also about trying to see what's beyond this initial discomfort. By like acknowledging and naming and giving space to these difficult feelings, we can further examine them. What's beneath the surface of them? What else are they trying to tell us? What do they need from us? And here's something I kind of take issue with when it comes to the five of cups, because I see people talking about like, oh, well, you know, what if it means we're not, we're not paying attention to the two cups that are still full? It's like saying like, look on the bright side, you know, like we still have these two cups. And it's like, okay, sure, but can we acknowledge the three cups that are knocked over, please? Because they deserve to be acknowledged too. Why are we so quick to be like, oh my God, but we still have two. That's so great. Yeah, it is. But the three ones that are spilt, it sucks. Sometimes life sucks. It is what it is. We don't always have to look on the bright side, at least not during certain times, right? It is okay to acknowledge that life is hard and that like 
I don't know. Love and light, no thanks. I don't know. Give me the real and raw of the dark and the dirty any day of the week. And like, I'm not saying we shouldn't be trying to put love and light out into the world, but I think it's like, it can be really fake. And I think it's especially fake when we ignore the more difficult and darker sides of life that are just a reality. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, we should be moping around forever or letting our grief define us. Although letting grief define us, that is a whole other conversation because how could it not define us? We just carry it in different ways maybe, but let me, let me back up here. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be trying to heal either. Actually quite the opposite, you know, that by looking at the truth of the situation that is actually going on and that we're going through, we can work towards feeling better. In my personal opinion, I think experiencing the lowest of the lows is the path to experiencing the highest of highs in the absolute sweetest way, in the absolute most abundant way. And of course, vice versa, like knowing the highest highs absolutely makes sure that you know the lowest of lows, but still, I think it's an absolute gift to move through a difficult time and come out the other side with a newfound sense of awe and appreciation for the little things that make us smile. When we lost our cat a number of years ago now, the grief process was long and hard. And I remember the first thing that made me smile was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. And, you know, it's a funny show. It's a cute show. It's probably not the funniest show. But in the moment, it brought me so much joy and I had such a deep appreciation. Like that show will always have a special place in my heart. And it just showed me how even the smallest things can just bring so much joy and peace when we have moved through that darkness. And I think this is what we see in the Six of Cups, which in fact is the Sun in Scorpio card. So without getting too technical, I've talked about the decans and how they associate with tarot cards, but each decan is also, also has a planetary ruler. So yes, we are in Scorpio season, but that first decan of Scorpio is ruled by Mars, the second is ruled by the Sun, and the third is ruled by Venus. So with this Six of Cups ruled by the Sun, and it's a time when we come home to ourselves and experience a very pure sense of joy. And that's the power of that transmutation that we allow ourselves to go through during Scorpio season and, and you know, walking through the death card, walking through the five of cups. Woo! Deep exhale, everybody. Maybe another deep inhale. And a deep exhale. Again, I feel like I'm being very dramatic and intense. But I am very passionate about this season, I think. It brings a lot of really great lessons and medicine and invitations and permission. And I hope that we'll all be able to feel our feels and acknowledge them and give them space and give ourselves time. You know, something I didn't mention is rest. Like when you are purging that kind of emotional weight, you definitely need rest. You need to hydrate, you need to rest definitely make space for your unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt to make you laugh and make you smile. That's also a release, a different type of, you know, purging, but 
one of my astrology teachers, Kelly Surtees, who I highly recommend signing up for her monthly membership program. It is so nourishing. But she once talked about the South Node and an eclipse, maybe even in Scorpio, maybe it was earlier this year or last year or something, it must have been earlier this year, as like thinking about the, you know, the, the soap scum that kind of builds in your bathtub, right? And if you let it go too long, that dirt and that grime and that gunk that builds up in there, that's what the South Node wants us to deal with. That's what Scorpio season wants us to deal with. We've got to get in there and we got to clean it. And then we can take the healing bath. And you know what's funny? I hate baths. I don't know. Any other water signs out there that are like, oh, you probably love baths and blah, blah, blah. I like, I, I hate a bath. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Nope. So let me know. What do you think about baths? Yes? No? Sometimes? They're not for me. Love to swim. Love a shower. Obviously, got to get clean no baths for me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about this episode. I'll be posting about it, of course, on Instagram. By now, there should be an Instagram account, the stars turn or something of that nature. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm recording this pretty early on, but there are some big moves and changes so appropriate for Scorpio season coming for the show and the platform. Uh, So all the info will be in the show notes as to where you can find me and the post about this show and where we can interact and chat about Scorpio season. I cannot wait to dive into this season with all of you. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, you know, just embracing my love of Scorpios. I'm going to be honest, we kind of need it. Like I think Scorpios and Geminis get shit on so much. Maybe Aquarius too. That's another good question. Maybe I'll put out a poll at some point. Like what sign do you think gets shit on the most? But Scorpio and Gemini get some hate. So sending love to all of the Zodiac signs out there. Thank you so much for listening and being here. I'm wishing you all a fabulous and healing Scorpio season. And until next time, I'll catch you in the cosmos.